He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous Independence Morning Day in the hill country of Texas. Some cloud cover out there will probably uh, help keep the uh, temperatures down in the parades. Um, Of course, the uh, parade in Fredericksburg is going to begin sharply at 10 o'clock. But right now, as I speak, and about five minutes ago, quite a few people started gathering at the gazebo. If you're near uh, downtown, if you're and you're listening on your radio, or maybe have your uh, phone, your smartphone in your pocket, and you're listening to this program as you're waking, making your way down to uh, see the parade in Fredericksburg. If you want to go to the gazebo over there behind the library. Um, there is a group of folks praying, and they're going to be there praying till about 9.45. And so that's being put on by the Fredericksburg Tea Party and a handful of other people. And so please, please, if you're down anywhere near the area and you're hearing this and you're looking, well, where's that gazebo? What's Mr. Long talking about? Well, go right down there. It's on towards the west end um, behind uh, the library and the old post office. I love it. When I first moved here, uh, people would give me directions. They'd say, well, you know where that uh, gas station used to be on, uh, you know, Strayer's Place? Uh, And it's like, no, I don't know where things used to be. So there you go. Here I am falling into the same trap. Yep, it's right behind where the, the old post office. So go join those folks for prayer tomorrow on your calendar. And uh, today's theme of the program is surprisingly not different than it is nearly every single day in the last four years, and that has to do with getting involved and getting engaged. This is self-governance. It's up to us to get plugged in. Those uh, those uh, 56 who signed that declaration so many years ago in 1776 on this day, and by the way, they didn't all sign it on this day. Only two of them signed it on this day. The vote was taken today. But that's a, that's a history detail uh, that maybe we'll get into later. But uh, those 56 who signed, um, we're going to uh, get into their story. Um, but my theme has always been get engaged, get involved. It's up to you. And uh, the process of self-governance. And those guys gave us that gift. Um, first of all, with their Declaration of Independence, and then following that, the Constitution, where they laid out the mechanism by which the the ideas in the Declaration uh, could be carried out. So, um, with all of that having been said, tomorrow the Fredericksburg City Council um, is going to be having their regular meeting. Usually it's uh, on Tuesday, but it, it's going to be tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yes, when uh, just about everybody's at work, the Fredericksburg uh, City Council is going to be meeting, and uh, they're going to be um, taking up the idea of a public housing authority 
in Fredericksburg because, you know, we just we just got to have us some projects in Fredericksburg. You know, we're the we're the only we're the only uh, city in the hill country that doesn't have some kind of projects going for the poor people. So we got to do that. And listen, you know, it sounds like I'm being real tacky about this. But, folks, it ain't none of the government's business, the city government. It's not in the government. It's not any government's business anywhere, anytime to provide housing. That's not the job of the government. And so, please, let your city council in Fredericksburg know that tomorrow. Um, on Thursday at 6 o'clock, way up in Lano, all the way up in Lano, the Lano Tea Party, um, is being uh, going to have their monthly meeting. It's at the American Legion Hall, and their speaker is going to be Jonathan Covey with uh, TX Values and uh, Texas Values and giving a recap of the session. These are the kind of things that are really important. If you want to know how your uh, representative did or your, your um, senator, then when uh, people like Jonathan Covey or some of these others come around who know what's happening at the Capitol and can give you updates um, up in Lano, if you want to know how Andy Murr did this session, uh, I'm sure Jonathan Covey will be glad to answer that question for you. I've already answered it a few times. If you don't believe me, Thursday night at 6 o'clock, go up to Lano, um, to the American Legion Hall, and um, Jonathan Covey will tell you the same thing I've been telling you about Andy Murr. Um, on the 12th, uh, next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, Liberty in Action will have their meetup in Kerrville. We'll give you more details as we get closer to that. And on Thursday, the 13th of um, July, the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be having their regular um, monthly meeting. And as we get closer to that, we'll bring you more details. In fact, I'm sure we'll talk about it at length uh, this coming uh, Monday when Angela Smith is back with us next Monday. And I'm sure we'll go over what's happening with the Fredericksburg Tea Party on the 13th. So those are the things I have on my calendar. You know, a really good way to keep up with things that are happening. We have two organizations here in the Hill Country that are really good about keeping in touch with you and keeping um, keeping you informed of all of the events. And in Kerrville, that would be We the People, Liberty in Action. Um, and in Fredericksburg, that would be the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Both of these organizations have newsletters that go out regularly, have texting services that go out regularly when you need something that, uh, when, when there's something that uh, freedom lovers and liberty lovers, if we need action on it, if you're on one of those two mailing lists or text lists, you will be informed in the Hill Country. So how do you find those? How do you get onto those lists? Well, the FredericksburgTeaParty.org, FredericksburgTeaParty.org, or LIATX.org, 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 FredericksburgTeaParty.org. Check them out, sign up for their newsletters, and then uh, when I'm going over the calendar, you can go, yep, that one's right here in this newsletter. Yep, that one's in that newsletter. So there it is, all confirmed. So um, we are going to have Pastor Greg at the bottom of the hour, and, of course, the theme is getting engaged. And uh, we, may bring up a, uh, we may bring up a union that uh, may surprise you of some allies, uh, surprising allies 
um, that Pastor Greg and I are going to talk to you about. Um, in the second quarter, when we get out from this break, I've got a little speech I'm going to give you from 1775. And at the bottom of the hour then, we're going to talk about the faith of those signers, those 56 who signed and their faith. Were they atheists, agnostics, um, deists, or were they perhaps many of them were Christians? Uh, well, stay tuned and we'll find out. Um, here we go. Here's a, a little some words of wisdom um, from Benjamin Franklin. This is in Poor Richard's Almanac in 1739. And here we go. He says, if you want to live long, live well. For folly and wickedness shorten life. If you would live, if if thou wouldst live long, live well. For folly and wickedness shorten life. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to be right back with a special Independence Today program coming to you live from the bunker deep underground in the hill country of Texas. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Happy Independence Day from the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. Happy Independence Day. I'm coming to you live from the Hill Country Patriot in the bunker just outside of, ooh, I almost told you where we were, in an undisclosed location in the Hill Country. Um, let me set the stage before this uh, um, a wee little speech I'm about to read you. The uh, This speech was made, and I'm not going to tell you who it is, because actually when we get down to the very last sentence, everybody's going to go, oh, I know who that is. I know, I know, I know. So if you want to play along at home or while you're riding in your truck or if you're on your way to a parade, if you want to play along, you can guess who um, who made this speech before I get to the last paragraph because everybody will know it in the last paragraph. This speech was given at the Second Virginia Convention on March 23rd, 1775. Set the stage a little bit. We are about 15 months after following the uh, Tea Party, the Boston Tea Party. The Brits have started sending over more and more ships and uh, military men. All right. They're uh, really by March of uh, 75 there. It's like uh, they sense something's about to happen. They want more of their army there. And uh, we know something's about to happen and they're starting to pour in. However, just like today, just like today, there are a whole bunch of people on the sidelines. In fact, there's a whole bunch of people that still think that we need to keep talking. We need to keep talking. We need to keep smiling. We need to keep praying for we need to keep working with those who are keeping us in chains because eventually, with logic and love, they will just let us go out of the kindness of their heart and they will realize the mistakes they've been making all along, but all we have to do is just be nice. <clears throat> yeah. Now, today, let me be very clear, today we are not at the point of whether or not we should be taking up arms. I'm not at that point. Um, and I hope nobody else out there is at that point. Um, but anyway, let's uh, get into this. Um, this speech, no man thinks more highly than I do of the patriotism as well as abilities of the very worthy gentlemen who have just addressed the House. 
but different men often see same subject in different lights. And therefore, I hope it will not be thought disrespectful to those gentlemen if, entertaining as I do, opinions of a, of a character very opposite to theirs, I shall speak forth my sentiments freely and without reserve. This is no time for ceremony. The questioning before the House is one of awful moment to this country. For my own part, I consider it as nothing less than a question of freedom or slavery, and in proportion to the magnitude of the subject ought to be the freedom of the debate. It is, the only, it is only in this way that we can hope to arrive at truth and fulfill the great responsibility which we hold to God and our country. Should I keep back my opinions at such a time through fear of giving offense? Isn't that amazing how we are still to this day <clears throat> afraid of giving offense? All right, back to the speech. Should I keep my opinion at such a time through fear of giving offense, I should consider myself as guilty of treason towards my country and an act of disloyalty towards the majesty of heaven, which I revere above all earthly things. Mr. President, it is natural to man to indulge in the illusions of hope. We are apt to shut our eyes against a painful truth and listen to the song of that siren till she transforms us into beasts. Is this the part of wise men engaged in a great and arduous struggle for liberty? Are we disposed to be of the number of those who having eyes see not and having ears hear not the things which so dearly concern their temporal salvation? For my part, whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, I am willing to know the whole truth to know the worst and to provide for it. I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know of no way of judging of the future but by the past. And judging by the past, I wish to know what there has been in the conduct of the British ministry for the last ten years to justify these hopes with which gentlemen have been pleased to solace themselves in the house. Is it that insidious smile with which our petition has been lately received? Trust it not, sir. It will prove a snare to your feet. Suffer not yourselves to be betrayed with a kiss. Ask yourself how this gracious reception of our petition comports with those warlike preparations which cover our waters and darken our land. Are fleets and armies necessary to a work of love and reconciliation? Have we shown ourselves so unwilling to be reconciled that force must be called in to win back our love? Let us not deceive ourselves, sir. These are the implements of war and subjugation, the last arguments to which kings resort. I ask, gentlemen, sir, what means of this martial array? If it is purpose, be not to force us to submission. Can gentlemen assign us any other possible motive for it? Has the Great Britain enemy, any enemy in this quarter of the world to call for all this accumulation of navies and armies? No, sir, she has none. They are meant for us. They can be meant for no other. They are sent over to bind and rivet upon us those chains which the British ministry have been so long forging. And what have we to oppose to them? Shall we try argument? Sir, we've been trying that for the last 10 years. Have we anything new to offer upon the subject? Nothing. 
We have held the subject up in every light which is capable, but it has been all in vain. Shall we resort to entreaty and humble supplication? What terms shall we find which have not been already exhausted? Let us not beseech you. I be, let us not, I beseech you, sir, deceive ourselves. Sir, we have done everything that could be done to avert the storm which is now coming on. We have petitions. We have remonstrated, remonstrated. We have supplicated. We have prostrated ourselves before the throne and have implored its interposition to arrest the tyrannical hands of the ministry and parliament. Our petitions have been cited. Our remonstrances have produced additional violences and insult. Our supplications have been disregarded and we have been spurned with contempt from the foot of the throne. In vain, after these things, may we indulge the fond hope of peace and reconciliation? There is no longer any room for hope. If we wish to be free, if we mean to preserve and violate those inestimable privileges for which we have been so long contending, if we mean not so basely to abandon the noble struggle in which we have been so long engaged, in which we have pledged ourselves never to abandon until that glorious object of our contest shall be obtained, we must fight. I repeat it, sir, we must fight. An appeal to arms and to the God of hosts is all that is left us. To tell us, sir, that we are weak, unable to cope with so formidable an adversary. But when shall we be stronger? Will it be next week or next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed and when a British guards shall be stationed in every house? Shall we gather strength by irresolution and inaction? Shall we acquire the means of effectual resistance by lying supinely on our backs and hugging the delusive phantom of hope until our enemies shall have bound us hand and foot? Sir, we are not weak if we make a proper use of those means which the God of nature hath placed in our power. The millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as that which we possess are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. Besides, sir, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations and who will rise up, friends, to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant, the active, the brave. Besides, sir, we have no election. If we were base enough to desire it, it is now too late to retire from the contest. There is no retreat but in submission and slavery. Our chains are forged. Their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable, and let it come. I repeat it, sir, let it come. It is in vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? If life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery, forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty 
or give me death. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Folks, we are here, and very quickly, we're going to be joining Pastor Greg Young with The Chosen Generation. So stick around here. If the levee, if it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. We right know that, so better cut that music off right there. Um, but yeah, as uh, we do every Tuesday, we join uh, Pastor Greg on the air here. Let's see if I've got him. Radio, where no topic is off limits, everything filtered through biblical glasses, and also the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot Radio. Hey, Matt, great to be with you, sir. Good morning, sir. Happy Independence Day to you. And um, we we have a pact around here. We don't say Happy Fourth. We say Happy Independence Day. <laughs> Brother, I've been I've been slamming that home all morning, let me tell you. All morning long, as a matter of fact. Oh, by the way, Daniel Miller said to tell you hello. Oh, okay, good. Good with uh, Texas TNM.me, I do believe. Yes. Good man, good man. Yep, yeah, good he, yeah, yeah, yep. I was dead set against that guy for a long time until the election of uh, <laughs> until our last national election and I called Daniel Miller up and I said Come on out. Let's talk, Mr. Miller. <laughs> let's, 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 let's take another look at this. Well, you know what? It, and, not, and not just, uh, you know, and, and I hear you. Not, but I, to me, it's not just the, the national election. It's where we are right now. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, we've got, you know, Speaker of the House felon. Uh, and, and, uh, and then we've got, you know, uh, gov, gov, Governor, I'm, I'm, I'm pretending to close the border, Abbott. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and and, you know, I mean, the only guy that was sitting up there that was actually holding to, to any form of real law and order was Ken Paxton. And 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 obviously they impeached him because they couldn't have that. They couldn't have law and order that that would be, you know, contrary to their mission uh, and, and contrary to all the other nonsense that they're doing. It's it, it's it's criminal what's happening. In yeah, Texas, quite and, frankly, in and, my opinion. And, yeah, absolutely. And I know I read an article yesterday. It was either yesterday or the day before that they're actually now going back and looking at property purchases by Ken Paxson. They're going to find anything they can to kill off every every good, strong conservative in the state of Texas. And they're just taking them out one at a time. And it's uh, it's very, very sad. Well, it's you know what's happening here, and 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 it, and it really is sad. I know this wasn't really our topic, but <laughs> but it fits into the Independence Day message, and and I think we'll we'll be able to bring this around to talk about the example that you and I talked about last night. But but when you look at what's taking place here, I I pulled out of California. My wife is a Texan. We were uh, married here in Texas, and, and, and I love this state, but we had made our way back to California, spent a number of years in, in the agricultural segment uh, of California, in, in Modesto, California, 
And, and we just finally reached a place where, where, you know, we were, we were beating our heads against the wall. And when I got out here, Matt, one of the first things that I very quickly recognized, and, and I, and I think that I've mentioned this before was a long conversation with Harvey Hildebrand, mm. who was the representative in, in, in our area at the time. And I remember sitting at the YO in the restaurant there. We, we talked for hours and, and he just kept circling back around to, well, you know, we compromise because we mm. compromise because, and at the end of the day, it was, we compromise because the Democrats are going to be in charge one day. Yeah. And I thought I, I am, I am reliving the California nightmare yeah. because that is exactly what happened. We went from Reagan and Wilson and, and, you know, and, and, and a, and a conservative majority in California to, uh, to, to Jerry Brown. Mm. Yeah. And, and it happened because of compromise. It was, it was constant compromise. The Democrats didn't win in California. Right. The Republicans handed it to them on a platter. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're, and they're doing the same daggum thing here, man. The same thing, and it's just disgusting. Yeah, it's going on in Texas as we speak. It's going on at the local level. It's going on at schools. And and I, you know, I was just reading the Patrick Henry speech from 1775 where he ends up at the end mm. saying, give me liberty or give me death. And part of his argument, and no, actually the biggest part of his argument is that in, in 1775 there were still a majority of, of colonists who wanted to compromise, who wanted to be nice, who did not want to give up the security of the king and being tied in with the largest power on the planet. And so there were many, many of uh, the colonists who basically said, look, uh, you know, as long as these chains are light and padded, then I'm willing to wear them. And uh, that was the struggle we had during the revolution was not so much against the greatest military that the planet Earth had seen up to that point in time, but our own people who were who 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 didn't want to be bothered who said leave me alone i i i'll i'll be happy under whatever government i'm just going to do my own thing they don't ever bother me anyway we are living through that same thing right now and i want to apply it to the local level because that's what you and i talked about last night so pastor greg why don't you introduce uh, that idea of uh, what we've been seeing in dearborn michigan well, what we've been seeing in Dearborn, Michigan, is is that it's the Muslims that have been the loudest ones when it comes to uh, e expressing concerns, and and it's interesting. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a, uh, a a video here. If you don't mind, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just play play just play the audio. It matters. And All right, hang on a minute. Not only to the the future of our nation, but to the spiritual health. Hmm. Well, hang on a minute. You know, I rooted through a bunch of those last night, and I'm telling you what, some of the Muslim women that spoke up in Dearborn. Of our nation and our family. Here we go. Be in prayer about this. God bless. All right, here, Everybody give this a listen. And I am in St. Paul, Minnesota, the capital. 
There's a whole bunch of parents here, a whole bunch of kids here, a whole bunch of families here opposing a vote that's taking place on the house, at the House right now. Um, we call it the kidnapping bill. Why? Because it is giving the state the right to kidnap kids when parents don't agree with gender-affirming care. This is happening not only here in Minnesota, but it's happening across the nation. It's infecting our nation, and I encourage you, be in prayer about this. And, of course, that is in uh, Minneapolis or St. Paul, Minnesota. But but folks understand, and what Matt and I were talking about is, is it's going on in Michigan as well. And the loudest opponents to that concept are, are, are Muslims. Yeah. Not, and- not, not, not the Christians. It's the Muslims that are standing there and saying, wait a minute, no, you can't have our kids. And they're not afraid to hold up their Koran, and they're not afraid to, and they're not afraid to uh, wear the the garb that shows who they are. Um, uh, you know, Christians uh, wear crosses to uh, identify themselves. Very often, the Muslims, their garb is a little more visible. Um, and and folks, listen, we, we want to be very, very, very careful. We know Pastor Greg and I very well aware of the scourge of Islam, of the uh, the plan of jihad, of the, they're seeing it play out in Europe now. So we are not, by any well, means of imagination, defending the Muslim religion. But what we're pointing out is the unity and the willingness of that group of people to stand up and fight back against schools and cities. Well... What what I what I what I what we talked about last night, and what I mentioned to you was, is this uh, this enamor enamoring of uh, Andrew Tate and the Tate brothers, and and how Andrew Tate is all over Twitter, all over social media, and so on, and and elevated, and he's been on programs that are that are that are not you know Muslim programs. They're they're, but a lot of people don't even realize that he is a Muslim. Right. And and my point to you was is why is it that that a Muslim is leading the charge relative to expressing the patriarchy, the biblical standards, what a man is supposed to be, and how he is supposed to take care of his household and be the leader of his home and be the spiritual leader of his home and raise up the young men and raise up his daughters and look after his kids and all of those things that are that are that are biblical principles. And here's the thing, and we better pay attention to this, because you and I discussed this last night as well. What's happening in France right now is Islam is rearing up, and they're in the, and they're in the M. And, and I know your audience is very familiar with Bill Federer and the American Minute. Mm-hmm. And, and Bill talks about what's called the RPM. R stands for religion. P stands for politics. M stands for militant. That is the that is the course of action for fourteen hundred years that Islam has used to take over nations. They come in as a as a religion of peace. They claim uh, a minority they move into the poli- yeah yep. as a minority. Go ahead into the political realm. Then they move into the political realm and they start doing things like taking over. Uh, grocery stores and taking over areas and they're, and they're really using 
civilization jihad, but they're rising up in the political ranks. They start asking for laws and concessions and so on in order to make your nation, and then they take over what they've done. And this was one of the reasons that we fought the fight, what was it, uh, six, six years ago, eight years ago? Uh, when we, when we, uh, when we got the, uh, the, well, what really is a, a law to stop the advancement of Islamic law here in Texas. You oh know yeah. What I'm yeah. I remember about? that. Definitely remember that up at, uh, yes, yes. Sharia yeah. law, uh, yeah. banning and Sharia law in yeah. Texas. Yep. 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 To stop Sharia law in Texas. Cause the first Sharia courts in the United States were, was in Houston. That was the very first place they were. And of course that had to do with the tie into the oil, but they start there and then they move to militant. And right now in France, you have Islam trying to overthrow the French government under the guise of a lot of other things, but folks, it's Islam. And what have they done? They filled a moral void. And the, and the question that was asked is where, where are the, where's the Christian moral leadership Mm. with the gumption to say no? Uh, You know, and it, and it's starting. You've got moms for liberty, which is great. But what about dads for liberty? What about dad stepping up, fathers stepping up and saying, hey, no, no, I, I, I'm not going to allow my daughter to be mutilated. I'm not going to allow my son to be, to be uh, perverted and, and, and shown all of this. I got into a major argument yesterday. You and I talked about it with somebody uh, talking about the, the August 5th library event that's going to happen nationally. Mm-hmm. And, and I posted about the fact that, look, you know, sodomy should not be being forced on our children. And, and someone said, oh, you're, you're, you're out of your mind. That's, that, that doesn't happen. There, there's, 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 no, there's no sodomy issue that's happening with mm-hmm. our kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, article after article after article uh, as a matter of fact, uh, let me see. Yeah, I've got, I've got my comment. Uh, New York Post, Knox Zajac reading aloud uh, uh, about uh, just an 11-year-old reading pornographic material out of a book that he got out of his school library. Uh, this book is gay is another example. Humble ISD parents pointing this out. Mom blasting a school board in a Christian Post article about pornographic material, Loudoun County. And I spoke to the Loudoun County parents in person about these issues. And I know we have that battle right here locally in Texas mm-hmm. and both at FISD and KISD. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, it, 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 is, it is a legitimate issue that we are facing. And I'm grateful for those that are standing up, but we've got to get louder. We need to fill that moral void because if we don't, Islam will. And once they've gotten there, their next step is going to be violence because mm. that's how they move. Wow. All right. Well, this little conversation had two aspects to it, which is what happened last night and happens very often. But, you know, you, you mentioned dads for liberty, and the first thing that popped into my head was pastors for liberty. You know, I know we have some uh, uh, pastors groups. There's the Black Robe Regiment. I know there's that group out of uh, Houston 
um, that are a group of pastors that are fighting for liberty. I can't think of the name of them. But then, of course, Rafael Cruz is still out there, a pastor fighting yep. for liberty. And you, of course, a pastor fighting for liberty. I think we need a Pastors for Liberty organization. I, I think that's a pretty, I think that's a pretty sound idea. Well, I, I, I would agree with that. You know, I, look, it, it is, you know, the, the, the banner, the, the shield of chosen generation is speaking to that. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's chosen people. And we've been chosen. I believe for such a time as this, we are that chosen generation folks. I, the, the, we talked yesterday uh, quite in depth about the temple, about the five red heifers, about the day and the time and the hour that we are in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. If, if, if you're wondering and you're not sure about your salvation, reach out to me. Pastor Greg at ChosenGenerationRadio.com. Pastor Greg at ChosenGenerationRadio.com. And if you are, it, it's time to get serious about where we are with the Lord right now. It's time to get serious because we are, we are headed into those very dark days. Amen. There is nothing I can add to that, Pastor Greg. Uh, it's been, uh, uh, all as usual, a great Tuesday visit with you. And um, you uh, hope you have a, a, an outstanding rest of your day and enjoy some fireworks or, I don't know, a sweet tea. I had sweet tea and peach ice cream yesterday afternoon. There is no combination in the world better. You can match all the wines you want with all the meals you want, but there's no better matching than good homemade sweet tea, fresh brewed sweet tea, and peach ice cream. So thank you, Pastor Greg. We love you and your family. Thank you, Matt. Love you all. My love to the Hill Country Patriots and everyone out there that's listening today. God bless you, and God bless uh, America, and God bless Texas. Let's, uh, let's remain independent. Amen. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, straight from Pastor Greg and... Um, Always enjoy these times spent with him, and if you're, uh, if you, um, his health is is approving at an amazing. He's just doing amazing in his uh, recovery. Even uh, I believe uh, was able to get rid of his wheelchair um, for most of the time. I think he may still need it occasionally, but uh, he's uh, coming through an amazing recovery. Which, by the way, his accident was, uh, I believe, on July fifth. Um, and he had ridden in the, he and his daughter, one of his daughters had ridden in the Tea Party, Fredericksburg Tea Party float um, that day uh, before he got into the accident that uh, almost killed him. And it's a miracle he's with us and his recovery is great. And I know he thanks everyone and I do as well for the prayers that have been going out for him over all of this time. So folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back up, and we're going to talk about the faith of the signers when I get back. Happy Independence Day from the Hill Country Patriot. Bodum. All right, does your local government have you in a stranglehold? 
The only answer to that is to get engaged, be involved, and show up tomorrow at the Fredericksburg City Council meeting and get that stranglehold taken off. Be a citizen, be an active and engaged citizen, and be involved to carry out the dream 247 years ago that was created and that gives us this platform to live a, a a life according to God's plan and in liberty. So, um, <clears throat> the we hear quite often that um, the the uh, uh, our founders were you know they were deists or atheists or secularists secularists or what have you. In fact, a lot of people point to Ben Franklin as being the deist, and I'm kind of sort of a Ben Franklin expert, and I think it's very funny every time I hear someone say that. Um, I'm, I'm reading through his uh, autobiography for maybe the third or fourth time, and uh, early in the autobiography, he writes it about five years before he passes on, and early in the autobiography, I think in the second or third page, he basically says, when I was a kid, I was a deist, and I called myself that. But that ain't the way it is anymore. Um, and so even Franklin, if you would just read three pages into his autobiography, you would realize he was very clearly not a deist. Um, and so many of those, uh, the 29 of the 56 signers, um, we would have said, uh, uh, we would have said had graduated from uh, Bible colleges. All right. Um, so they were 29 of the 56 were essentially pastors. Those who did not go to college were still afforded an excellent Christian education and even self-educated founders such as Roger Sherman, Benjamin Franklin, and George Washington had better educations and far more Christian than most college graduates today. Um, reading, and by the way, I am in the book, The American Story, The Beginnings by David Barton and Tim Barton. This is a book you can purchase at the Fredericksburg Tea Party. You can also get it online in a number of different places, anywhere you can buy books, Um, but we'll sell it to you at cost. Um, Here we go. Richard Stockton. These are the words of Richard Stockton. He is a signer of the Declaration of Independence. I subscribe to the entire belief of the great and leading doctrines of the Christian religion, such as the being of God, the universal defection and depravity of human nature, well, that's right out of Romans 3, the divinity of the person and the completeness of the redemption purchased by the blessed Savior, the necessity of operations of the divine spirit, of divine faith accompanied with an habitual, virtuous life, and the universality of the divine providence. I extort and charge my children that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, that the way of life held up in the Christian system is calculated for the most complete happiness that can be enjoyed in this mortal state, and that all occasions of vice and immortality is injurious, either immediately or consequentially, even in this life. Charles Carroll, another signer of the Declaration, these are his words. On the mercy of my Redeemer, I I rely for salvation and on his merits, not on the works I have done in obedience to his precepts. 
I am grateful to Almighty God for the blessings which, through Jesus Christ our Lord, he has conferred on my beloved country. Benjamin Rush, another signer of the Declaration, my only hope of salvation is in the infinite, transcendent love of God manifested to the world by the death of his Son upon the cross. Nothing but his blood will wash away my sins. I rely exclusively upon it. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. The great enemy, again, here's more from Benjamin Rush. The great enemy of the salvation of man, in my opinion, never invented a more effective means of limiting Christianity from the world than by persuading mankind that it was improper to read the Bible at schools. Did you hear that? I'm going to start with the last sentence in that. He says, it was improper, there, the wor- the, persuading mankind that it was improper to read the Bible at schools is the great enemy of the salvation of man and never invented a more effective means of limiting Christianity from the world. Wow. John Witherspoon, another signer of the Declaration, Christ Jesus the promise of old made unto the fathers, the hope of Israel, the light of the world, and the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth is the only Savior. As he himself says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Another quote from John Witherspoon. There is no salvation in any other than in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And then one more from John Witherspoon. Whoever is avowed, whoever is an avowed enemy of God, I scruple not to call him an enemy to his country. He says, if you're an enemy of God, it's really hard for me not to call you an enemy of the country. Folks, um, whatever you do today, be nice to the tourists. Um, eat some peaches if you can find some, and some strawberries if you can find some of those. Strawberries, blueberries, and ice cream make an awesome red, white, and blue dessert. But, of course, if all you got is peach ice cream, then, well, I guess you'll have to go that. Folks, uh, y'all have a great Independence Day, and we'll see you back in here manana with Moms for Liberty. We're going to be here tomorrow.